0: Logan Paul had drink sales of 250 million dollars last year and the Nelk boys did over 100 million and that's just the start there are so many more so why are all these influencers getting in on the drink business I did some digging and it actually makes a ton of sense. You guys are gonna love this episode. Before we get to that, if you're loving the podcast, if you're loving the content I'm putting out on social media, on my email, do me a solid. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and leave a review. I gotta tell you, I hear from so many people that they're enjoying the podcast, that they're enjoying my content, but the podcast is one platform where it's like a black box. I have no idea what's happening. On email, at least, I can see who's clicking and opening. On social, you guys like and comment, but podcasts are crazy. People tune in for 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time, but I have no idea. So please, leave a rating, leave a review, show JD some love, and let's get to the episode. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, guys, so today we are talking about the beverage business, specifically why so many content creators are getting into the business and why they are crushing it, why they are doing so well in this business. Let's start with beverage basics. Now, you got to understand, the drink business is a good one. Ooh, it's a good one. Consumers are loyal, profit margins are juicy, and the big players are just begging to be disrupted. You know who I'm talking about. PepsiCo, Anheuser-Busch, Coca-Cola, Diageo. Let's get to some profit margins, okay? Coca-Cola had profit margins of 22% in the last 12 months, 22% net profit margins, 22 cents of every dollar in revenue, went straight down to profit. Diageo is even better. This is one of the biggest alcohol companies in the world, net profit margins of 31% in the last 12 months. This is eye-popping. It's ridiculous. For a physical product company, we see these kind of net margins for Microsoft and Google and Meta. That's different. For a physical product company to have Net margins of 31% is insane. This is a great business. The beverage business is a great one. Influencers know that. And that's why they wanted to get a piece of the action. So we're going to start now with Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamberlain, the coffee guru. This is back in 2019 that she launched the Chamberlain Coffee brand. Let me give you guys some background on Emma, and then I'll tell you about Chamberlain Coffee. So Emma came onto the scene as a creator in 2017 on YouTube. She grew to 11 million YouTube subscribers plus 16 million on Instagram. Brands like Louis Vuitton Cape Calling, she partnered with them in 2019 in its first ever creator partnership. At this point in 2019, she was a full-blown fashionista showing up at the Met Gala and on the cover of Cosmo, which was awesome. Awesome. Then fast forward to 2019, she launches a coffee brand, Chamberlain Coffee, and it is an instant hit. Now, what you gotta understand is that Emma, in her content, was always talking about how much she loves coffee. So it was a natural transition for her to launch a coffee brand when the time was right. She's got a built in community numbering into the millions, about 26 million followers at this point, and she's got a lot of firepower to make it work. Plus, She pulls off some key moves. So she hires a guy named Christopher Gallant, a former Red Bull executive, as the CEO of Chamberlain Coffee. She develops a product that speaks to her fans as USDA Organic Certified, and she builds a phenomenal, phenomenal user experience. It's a tier one D2C site. They are not playing around. Phenomenal user experience. And that's just the beginning. Okay, in 2022, Emma raised $7 million from a group of food industry OGs. And just a few weeks ago, she raised another $7 million, mostly from the same investors, which is either a very good sign or a very bad sign. I would guess it's a good sign. Generally speaking, when the same investors put more money in, it means they're happy, they're doubling down. The reason it could be bad is if things are totally hemorrhaging and they've got to throw in some more cash to save it. But I'd imagine it's probably more of of the former, no inside information, but that's what I would say. Let's talk growth here. Chamberlain Coffee got a kickstart obviously from Emma's massive fan base, but the team isn't just relying on her community to sell coffee. They're going hard on paid ads. They've got hundreds of ad formats running across Meta that's Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, and of course. On Google as well, almost a hundred formats running on Google, which is the Google Ad Network, Google.com obviously, the search engine, and of course YouTube. Chamberlain Coffee is getting bigger by the day. Let's turn our attention now to Nelk Boys. The Nelk Boys are a YouTube crew. These guys are pranksters, they're comedians. It's actually really, really funny. I love their channel. They also have the wildly popular Full Send podcast. They've had guests on there like Donald Trump, Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson. I don't know why I just named those three in a row, but there's a lot of really, really great guests. And these guys have a big podcast and a big audience. And in 2021, they came out with their own brand of hard seltzer. They decided to become drink moguls and they came out with Happy Dad. Now, Happy Dad in the very first year sold 698,000 12-packs. And then in year two, that jumped to over two and a half million 12-packs. That is a lot. And they have over a million followers on Instagram, making them, I believe, one of, if not the most followed alcohol brand, certainly the most followed beer or seltzer brand in the world with over a million followers. I think White Claw has like, couple hundred thousand followers, which is a huge hard seltzer brand. The revenues aren't public, but I've got it on good authority that they are well north of nine figures. I would not be surprised if they were doing well north of over a $100 million, and that puts them in the big leagues. Now, you guys will remember my conversation with Manjeet Minhas, and in that conversation, which was, of course, on this very podcast you're listening to right now, she was talking about how her company, Minhas Brewery, is actually the supplier. They are the ones that actually make Happy Dad. And so she was giving us all kinds of information on how it's doing, and it is doing super well. They are in, I believe, 16 states as of the date of this recording, and as of when I was talking to Manjeet, they couldn't even make it fast enough. They couldn't keep up with demand, and that is an amazing place to be if you are in the consumer packaged good business. And if you want to hear my conversation with Manjeet Minhas, that was episode 43 of Making It with John Davids, How to Build a Beer Empire with Manjeet Minhas. Quick break while I tell you about Demand Scope. This is my new agency where we help you blow up your social media so you can blow up your income. Demand Scope works with entrepreneurs and business owners to develop their personal brands across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and beyond, using the power of personal brand building to drive your business forward in a big way. It's time to turn your social media feed into a customer acquisition engine. Learn more at DemandScope.co. That's DemandScope.co. All right, let's go to the granddaddy of all, the baddest bevy company there is right now in the whole influencer universe, and that has to be Prime Hydration. This is the energy brand that was launched by YouTube stars Logan Paul and KSI in January 2022, and it is a beast It is a beast. In the first 12 months, sales hit a ridiculous $250 million. In January 2023, Prime captured 5.8% of the entire sports drink market. Now, it is still pretty far behind Gatorade, which does about $6 billion a year. But that brand is also 58 years old. So it took 58 years for Gatorade to get to $6 billion a year and Prime got to a quarter billion dollars in one year. And I believe, I believe they did like 45 or $50 million just in January of 2023 alone. So if that's indicative of their annual or of their monthly run rate, I mean, the numbers are going to be astronomical. Now, with all these brands, especially Prime, and the same can be said for Happy Dad and the same with Chamberlain Coffee, these are brands that are obviously coming out of the gate hot, and who knows if that will last, if it'll sustain, if they'll fade as fast as they rise. But the interesting thing here is that these creators are doing a whole lot of things right. And I want to get to that now. The first thing is, These are very authentic products. So it's not as though they're taking products and squeezing them into their personal brands and trying to fit random products into a category that they are claiming to love. These are very, very authentic. It is very believable that Logan Paul would have a sports energy hydration drink. It's very believable that Emma Chamberlain would have a coffee beverage. It's very believable that the Nelk Boys would launch a hard seltzer called Happy Dad. It's really a part of their brand. It's it's stuff that they've been talking about for a long time. So it is not unusual or weird or wacky to think that these products are a part of who they are now. They're doing a great job at making them a part of their image. They're also staying very much within their circle of competence, all of these people have teamed up with experts to do the heavy lifting. This lets them, the influencers, focus on promotion, which is what they do very well. They are the face of their brands, which is the thing that they know how to do best. So I can tell you in the case of Nelk Boys from Menji Minhas in that conversation we had, the Nelk Boys are relying on the experts to get the Happy Dad hard seltzer manufactured, get it into the store, and then they are the ones promoting it. They are the ones showing up and doing the in-store reveals and doing the in-store parties and doing the in-store product demonstrations. So they're doing what they do best and they're letting the professionals take care of all the back-end stuff. The exact same thing's happening with Logan Paul and KSI. They're doing a, a ton of promotion on the podcast. They're doing a ton of promotion on YouTube and wherever they can. They're making it a part of themselves. And of course, Emma with Chamberlain Coffee was always talking about coffee anyways. She's still doing that. And Here's the other interesting thing. There's a lot of pay to play going on. I mean that in the best possible sense. Even with all the free exposure that all these influencers have because they have massive audiences, they're still tapping other outlets to grow their brands. So Chamberlain Coffee, like I mentioned before, is spending tons of money on Meta and Google ads. Prime Hydration bought a Super Bowl ad. You know, these are people that obviously have big audiences, but they're not resting on their own communities. They're not resting on their own laurels. They're not making a drink just for their fan base. They want to make a real consumer company and have it grow and have it be something that lives beyond them and beyond their immediate audience, which I think is a really, really cool thing to do. Now, a couple more interesting observations here. Do you guys notice that there's a parallel between what these influencers are doing and what Hollywood celebrities have been doing for the last... I'll call it five years or so, maybe a little longer than that, maybe even 10 years. Tequila, right? Tequila. George Clooney sold his tequila brand, Casamigos, for a billion dollars to Diageo, which sounds like chump change now compared to these influencers. Dwayne Johnson's tequila brand might be worth $2 billion, right? Termana. Kevin Hart, Ava Longoria, Nick Jonas, they're all shooting their shot with tequila. They still are doing it right now. For some quick background there, I wrote a whole piece on this a few months ago. I'll probably do a podcast on this as well. But it all started with the very public sale of Casamigos, by George Clooney to Diageo for a cool Billy. George created the brand with his buddies, Randy Gerber and Mike Meldman in 2013. It was acquired just four years later in 2017 by Diageo for the 3 comma club, Tres comas, Casamigos wasn't even launched as a serious money maker by Clooney back in the day. It was a passion project and it turned into a cultural phenomenon. Casamigos has joined Hennessy and Cristal as a lyrical status symbol. And then the tequila market got really really hot. Category sales exploded during the pandemic, 12.8 billion in 2021, that number is projected to double by 2031. And Hollywood just absolutely loves tequila. Now, I see a parallel between all of that happening and what's happening on this side. But notice that the influencers are not jumping on the tequila bandwagon. Coffee, hard seltzer, energy drinks. You don't need to follow the pack and just make tequila because that's what Georgie Boy did. You can do it with any drink you want. And these guys are doing it. They're original and I love it. I applaud the originality. And maybe the craziest part of this whole story is the fact that you have these digital native celebrities, people that grew up and grew audiences on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, and they are creating physical, real-world products it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Why would they be creating physical real-world products when their entire lives and their entire audiences are based on screen? Well, I think it's really a push from the virtual world to the physical world. People that live their lives on their phones and in front of cameras want to have something tangible. They want to have something real that people can hold in their hand and a brand that exists beyond just the airwaves and, and the bandwidth of your Phone. And that's really interesting because if you think about it, it also creates something that is much more finite right? It can exist only in one place. It's not infinite. You can't just get it whenever you want, wherever you want. There's real scarcity. There's real urgency attached to it. And it's a product that can live even when you don't have your phone on you. It, it becomes a part of your personality, a part of your lifestyle, a part of your habit. Drinks are very habit-forming, right? If you drink a certain brand of coffee, you're probably going to drink that brand of coffee pretty much every day, I know I do. People who like Coca-Cola, love Coca-Cola. People who like Sprite, love Sprite, right? And so I actually think there's something to be said for the fact that they're going into the physical world and they're not just relying on the digital world. And the other thing is that once you're in the grocery store and once you have shelf space, there's a whole lot you can do. You know, there's about 10 companies in this world that control most of the food supply. I'm talking about North America Europe in particular. About 10 companies control the food and beverage supply in North America and Europe. And there's a whole lot of disruption that you can do, a whole lot of fragmentation you can create. But the first thing you got to do is you got to find the space on the shelves. And that's what all these beverages are doing. I'm sure these influencers are walking into the stores looking around and saying, what else can I slap my name onto right now? What else can I do? And these are multi-billion dollar opportunities. I love the influencer beverage space. I think it is so smart. I think it is smart for so many reasons. They're diversifying. They're getting into the physical world. They are owning something. They're getting equity in a business. It is fantastic. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know on social. You can find me at John Davids on so many platforms. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Or is it called x.com? I don't even know. I'm on Instagram. Of course, I'm on YouTube. Sign up to my newsletter at johndavids.com. And I will talk to you guys next time.